Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. You can hear us anywhere on the app. You can also hear us on your smart speakers if you have them. Say, play ESPN Radio anywhere on the app. Ah, oh, I got to work. Damn, I got to turn my boys off and go. Nah, man. Pop in however you pop, whatever you pop it into your ears, pop them in. You got the app. We're right there. Mike Tannenbaum is with us for the next hour. Look Mike at this. <laughs> oh, an hour? Yeah, he's got nothing what? better to do, apparently. <laughs> he's slumming. No, 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 I know what happened. What's what happened? Pay raise. He got, oh, yeah, uh, this is a promotion. Uh, a bump. Yeah, got a, a bump. bump. Yeah. It's a promotion, yeah. Yeah, a little bump. bump. More playing like time. Bump. Hey, you, Keith, I am still salary cap friendly. Let's make no mistake about it. <laughs> <laughs> but for how long? So, Mike T said this, ESPN's NFL front office insider, said this to Max Kellerman. He's not much of a host, but ooh, is this guy good looking. On a tremendous show, this just in at 2 p.m. on ESPN. Listen to this from yesterday, guys. I have two kids. I love them both. These are two guys. I would love both, but if you have to pick one, I am going with Justin Herbert because he's bigger, faster, stronger. They're both great players, but yesterday Keenan Allen goes down. What does Justin Herbert do? He completes the ball to nine different receivers on opening day. He doesn't need weeks to break in new receivers. Nine different receivers on opening day. Loses Keenan Allen. Doesn't get sacked. Shows his athleticism. This guy is a combination of John Elway, Ben Roethlisberger. He's just bigger, faster, and stronger than everybody else, and that's why I'm taking him over Mahomes. All right, let me clean something up. Mike Tannenbaum will be with us for 20 minutes. After I said the hour, he said, that's it. I'm taking the 40 minutes off. How dare you? <laughs> no, then he asked um, for the pay raise. He said, oh, it's low now I need the pay raise. He's like, now I need the pay raise. All right, forget it, 20 minutes. So it's a 20-minute, not an hour. Yeah, 20 okay, minutes. I was, hey. Yeah, I was wondering. I was like, that's a long time for free. It's a free. <laughs> it's load management, guys. Yeah, that's right. We got to load manage. So, so you're taking Justin Herbert, who you know I love Justin Herbert. I think he's going to win regular season MVP. But you're taking him over Patrick Mahomes. First of all, just I, five touchdowns. I love them both. If I can have Patrick Mahomes or Justin Herbert, I love them both. The question was asked: If I could only have one, the reason and Key, you're giving me that look already. But the reason I'm taking Patrick Mahomes second, not instead of Justin Herbert, is. Justin Herbert's a little bit bigger, a little bit faster, and a little bit stronger. I'd be happy with either one, but and we'll get. Hey, Thursday night we can live stream. I'm totally available. Key, I just and, figured and, it out. I just figured it out. We'll, You're we'll, a GM, and you know Herbert's still on his rookie deal. That's that's influencing your thoughts. No, no, that's no. influencing your thoughts. It's well, like he's it on his rookie mean, deal. Whether or not he's on his rookie deal or not, he's still gonna have to pay him more than Patrick Mahomes yeah, on the real money. Eventually, on the real money. No, he's gonna get more than Patrick Mahomes. On the real money, not the total package, because the total package is... Yeah, on the guarantee. The, yeah, the real yeah, money. Get it, yeah. So, yeah. Now, I, look, you, you think Justin is better than Patrick Mahomes? I don't disagree, but I disagree based on... That's a new one. Well, here's why. Let me yeah. get there, Maxie. If I'm putting them side by side, and I'm at the combine, and I'm looking at them, I'm probably going to fall in love Herbert. Herbert. with Justin Herbert, oh, yeah. although... If Patrick Mahomes wants to go out, we could talk. That's kind of – but I'm going to fall in love with Justin Herbert. Six foot five, got the hair, he looks, he's tall, strong, big shoulders, the whole deal. He looks better. He just looks better. What is it, married, date, divorce? What's the what's – how, well, how do you play that one? Call that, 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 call something else. But we'll, yeah, we'll and that's it. how yeah, general but, managers you know, think. Yeah. Yeah. When you get off the bus, I'm getting off a bus with a, a guy. Who yeah. has – 
who has more of that like Janesse qua, like that special something? Well, it's, oh, it's he's going to be texting the Queen pretty soon, uh, tweeting about the Queen pretty soon. Janesse qua. Here no, he comes. I think Jay Will brings up a really Jay interesting Williams. point. I think the reason Justin Herbert wasn't thought about as this transformational superstar, we, myself included, have a bias in the media of the SEC and East Coast. And Justin Herbert played at Oregon. He's from Eugene. And when you watched him in big games like Wisconsin and the Arizona Bowl, State, he played great. He's so good. And, and that's well, the Rose Bowl, he played great. I was at that game. Yep. And, Arizona and, State, not so good. Yeah, but but my point though is, if you put him in the SEC, people would have thought of him differently. And the other thing about Justin Herbert is, he has leadership, but he's not doesn't have an outgoing personality. And I'm telling you, Key, like the scouting community would have thought, would have thought about him differently if he played in the SEC instead of the Pac. Whatever you guys are, ten, twelve, fourteen. You know, yeah, USC, USC playing Rutgers. I, you know, I'm all in the scouting in the scouting community in the scouting community. And Mike knows this, Jay. They get it wrong all the time because they look for the wrong things. What, what do they look for? What's look, the right things? The right things is can he play damn football? Not if he's a, a, a leader and all those sort of things. You know, okay, so if this guy's personality is not a leader, what type of coach do I have? What type of players do I have around him? Is there a Keyshawn Johnson, third person, on that team that can be that leader and bring that quarterback along? Plus, for me, in my eyes, watching him in college, whenever he went up against pro-style defensive-minded coaches, he struggled at times. Arizona State, I was at that game. Herm Edwards and Marvin Lewis and, and Antonio Pierce opened up a can on him. That was the first time. That's a time. lot of NFL experience That, that was right a there. lot of NFL yeah. experience. He looked like a deer in headlights, right? They didn't win big at Oregon. Like Mike was saying, if you slide him into the SEC – the SEC coaches are talking him up, you know, all the time. Pac-12 coaches are a little more reserved. They kind of just chill, laid back. Totally different situation. Man, Herbert's so good. Hey, can you listen, Mike, to – I'm still taking Mahomes. Yeah, me too. I'm taking Mahomes, but, I'm like, it's – But, well, but Herbert. Herbert is going to be one of the best we've ever seen, I think, when all is said and done. We can continue this conversation Thursday night. I'm available. I mean, I'm only working 20 minutes today, so I'll be fresh and ready Thursday night <laughs> when the Chargers go into Kansas City and beat the Chiefs in Arizona. Real quick before we move on to another one. If he didn't have Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and he just had the guys, whatever Baltimore has, yep. does he look different? Yeah, Key, that's a great point. I was at the, the Jet-Raven game, and I think Lamar Jackson, we talked about this yesterday, I think he's looking better than he ever has coming off of an MVP season two years ago. Justin Herbert completed the ball to nine people on Sunday. I think that's really meaningful because Keenan Allen did get hurt. So they're both superstars, and that's what's going to be so much fun for years to come is these guys will be titans of our sport. You have seven or eight guys, legit, you could say he's the best. No, he's the best. No, like a bunch of guys. I'll, I'll take Mahomes. Um, all right, you're the GM of the Jets. You used to be, Mike. And Robert Sala said this yesterday. Do we have the sound? Let's play it for Mike Tannenbaum. Robert Sala said this. Every year, every game, when you lose in this league, it's the apocalypse. It's Armageddon, um, and uh, people just want to jump off a bridge for some reason. Uh, we're in the instant coffee age, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's deserved. That's, that's part, of the, part of the generation we've grown up in. That's, that's part of what comes with the job, and especially in this market where there's 8 million people uh, crammed in the one corner of the United States, it's going to get people are angry. There's, there's no no space no space to breathe. But uh, at the same time, you know we we ignore we do our best to ignore the noise and keep the main thing the main thing, which is finding ways to produce. And uh, 
And for all those people, just like I told our beat here about 15 minutes ago, for all those people who continue to talk and to continue to doubt, we're taking receipts. And I can't wait, and I'll speak for the entire organization, to shove it down everyone's throat when it comes around. Wow. Well, for a guy that says to ignore the noise, he, he's listening to every bit of it. I would sit him down and say, don't read anything, don't listen to anything. What you need to worry about, you know, Key, you and I know Coach Belichick really well. One of the signs in his room, he coaches DBs. One G- of the greatest coaches of all time, one of them. GTFB, get the F back. His DBs on Sunday didn't get the F back. The Baltimore Ravens came into that stadium without their left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, their best running back, J.K. Dobbins, without a really good corner, Marcus Peters. They made no excuses and won the game. And if Coach Parcells was coaching at Robert Sala right now, he would say one thing to him, no one cares, just go win football games. And you haven't done enough of it. And as a leader, that was not what he needed to do. He needed to take, when you're a leader, you take all the blame and you deflect the praise and put it on your shoulders and convince those men in the room when they come in on Wednesday morning that we have a real chance to win the next week. What's the sign? In the in the in the hallways, Mike. What was the sign? Ignore the noise. No, not ignore the noise. Don't explain. No, no explanations. No excuses. No, that was one. But it was, it was. I don't care. Don't explain. Just find solutions. Something along those lines was. I don't want to hear. Just get it done and execute. One of the things that Mike brought up that I brought up earlier was the secondary. You're the defensive-minded guy who got the job. Because you're supposed to be the next Rex Ryan. Your defense is supposed to be great. They were running and looking at the back of the jerseys of the Ravens. That's not supposed to happen. And I'll say it again. This is a 53-man roster. One guy's gone that was supposed to be a key ingredient to this roster. It's Zach Wilson. So now you're down to 52. Get the other 52 to respond. Mm. That's what coaches do. It is telling that Mike Tannenbaum sat here shaking his head like with a perplexed look on his face as Coach was talking. That is informative. I I, I agree. I am open to learn more. (laughs) I just, for for me, Jay was coached by Coach K. He has a lot of insight into great coaches. I am open to learn more. But I also come from a place where, look, I know guys who are full of a lot of piss and vinegar, okay? Like, they, they carry a lot of this stuff on them. And they say a lot of things differently to the media than Robert Sala, who was a little bit more upfront. Granted, Robert Sala doesn't have the history, right, of winning as other coaches would have. But there's a part of me that likes that. Now, his team needs to reflect that. You can't say that in your but, team, not reflect that type of energy. Jay, well, you played for one of the best coaches of all time. You think Coach K would have cared what the Dorm Gazette said about Yes, him? I do. I do. Publicly, Actually, basketball, I, I, football, I think internally, yes, sports. I Pay attention to all that stuff. Not publicly, publicly, but he will shoot you a little jab in a little slight way here or there later down the line. But that's what I think what's being said is the packaging matters. I I understand. I'm not not sitting up here defending Robert Sala. I'm just saying, like, I'm. Because you'd be the only one. But I'm not going to have, for all the things I'm going to say, they defended him pretty well. What he has to say. I'd rather talk about the fact that Joe Flacco threw the ball 59 times as a backup. You think that's a bad idea at the age of 70? It's a horrible idea. But, but, <laughs> but, part of that, but part of that is all about the coaching and the leadership, though, Jay, is what we're saying. Coach K, okay, Bill Parcells, I, and I hate me and Mike, we work for him, so I'm hey, going to talk about us football guys, we're trying to explain this to you. Yes, us football guys. Coach Max. Parcells would remember what people said, but he's not going to step to the podium and let you know that he knows 
what you said. Give you but that satisfaction. Can skin, but you can skin a cat different ways than Bill Parcells. I, I understand, I hear, I understand not, that. But in professional sports, Jay, players and players, is it's okay to say that. A coach's responsibility is not to worry about what somebody is going to say. Because what I'm going to do, I'm looking at that as sure panic now. Now you're panicking because you're worried about on, other things. On. I mean, Sean McDermott last year when they lost to Bill Belichick in the, in the, in the Pats, literally it was at the post presser talking about how that rubbed him the wrong way. Like, what, we don't want people to be honest now? Well, it was, it was right, based just on – winning, so it's different. But it was, based on a, it was based on a history of Bill Belichick and Coach Sean McDermott having issues with one another and how Bill said something about running the ball down his throat. Yeah. But that's the coaches. Yeah, but, I'm saying, yeah, but he's so, talking about the media, Jay. We're the coach, talking about the, the head coach is elevating. You know, it's like you don't punch down. The head coach is elevating members of the media who are critical by saying by, by paying so much Can attention I, to him. He's admitting it's using or it fans. as motivation. Or fans. Was he wrong with what he said? Was he wrong? I just think there's a time yeah. I think uh, understood. The time and place may have been, but was he wrong? Yeah, I think he was. How he doesn't have a track record of winning as a head. coach. What does that have to do with saying something that's right? Well, what he's saying is so that it's like we're well, going to no, was... turn this around and eventually we're going to say I told you so. To no, he's to, just saying here's a here's a here's a here's a perfect here's a perfect example that that I would use and say if Robert Sala had done this, Coach Fossil said. All chips in the middle. And if you're not with us, fine. They went on and went to the Super Bowl. Had he done that based on in the past wins and going to playoffs and things, I ain't got no problem with it if he says that. But saying that I got receipts and I'm going to remember. So you got to win multiple games, go to the playoffs, go to the playoffs again before you can even cash those receipts in. You can't just win six games and go, Oh my God! Oh my God! Look, you you were talking we're about game under five hundred. Yeah, we're game so under five hundred. So what you guys are saying is Robert Sala is not the guy for the job. I, look, it's 18, 19 games. I'm in. asking, like, just speaking right. Right. He's not Mike? the guy yeah. for the job. It's, it's early. Yeah. It's well, eighteen, nineteen games. Well, in. it's getting late early. It's getting late. Yeah, it's getting late early. He's won four games, and more important than what the four of us think is tomorrow morning in Florham Park, New Jersey, when he walks into that team meeting room. Yes. He has to convince those 53 men that he has the answers to the test to go out and win a football game. And they did not look good on Sunday. They did not look prepared. And they lost yes. to a team I, that I was missing a lot of really good players. And by the way, nobody is talking about this because of all the other injuries. The Baltimore Ravens were out there with their third string left tackle. Yes. Ronnie Stanley was out. Jawan James got yes. hurt. They put in Patrick McCarry and made no excuses. And I think for Robert Sala, if I could tell him one thing, in this market especially, just go win football games. No one else cares about anything else. And, 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 and what I always say, Max, no matter what type of coach you are, if you're a good coach, you do what Pete Carroll did last night. You win the damn game no matter what people think. No excuses. No excuses. The other thing is, are you sure, are you, sure you want to pressure Lamar Jackson? Somebody like, so you're not winning games. You lost your quarterback. You have injuries on your side, too. Like, so at the end of the day, are you supposed to be mute? But you don't say anything. But why? No, but why take on the media? Like that seems Mike, like. What do you say? He, you, what well, do you want your coach to say? The beginning. Let's hear Mike Tannenbaum give us an example of what the coach is supposed to say. I want a battlefield commander. It was on me. I didn't have Lamarcus Joyner in the right position. It's inexcusable to have the ball throw over his head. That is on me as a coach and our staff. We have to get better. And the product you're going to see next Sunday is a lot better. And all the criticism. 
falls on my shoulders. And when these great men play well, it's because of their hard work. Any questions? Clean. Wow. You want to you know what great. I would say? I'll tell impressive. you yeah. what I would yeah, say. Yeah, here, here goes Coach Keyshawn. Very good. I would say, you know, it's my job to get these guys going and playing. And I'm going to do my damnness to do it. And I promise you this. And if they don't do it, they're not going to be here. But I'm going to still be here. Oh, how clean. would that work out? Oh, how would that work? I'm gonna find out? somebody no, else Jay, to do it. That's, I'm gonna find somebody else to do it because clearly so it's not getting through to them. But what, I just, I just heard right, you laughing, Mike. Wait, 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 well, Max, he doesn't have the resume. What is key one? No, what you, is Coach Johnson one? That's how you get the resume. You get everyone scared to to face. That's how you get the resume. That's how you get it. You tell them. Why you your chest like that though? Because it's true. That's what Coach supposed to do. It's but, true. But look, I've been around look, enough that's of them, man. But look what he no, did. He How, didn't. No, no, Jay, think about what Key just said. He started by saying, "It's on me. I got to have him in a better position. I'm going to do my best to do it next week." But I'll tell you this: You didn't hear if, the whole interview. If you don't think guy, Robert Salas didn't say it's not on me, but what? But what he Jay? did say. Oh, but what he wouldn't up, say. No, what he I'm wouldn't say is, one. "I'm keeping receipts." He's Man, focused on the media, not his team. He's keeping receipts. That's what everybody does. Mike gave them positive reinforcement. Would have hired me again based on what I just said. Yeah. Even he, if I got fired, but he, but he traded times. you. No, but that's for that, two we're talking about <laughs> Mike first. being traded. We're talking about me being a coach. Hold on, Mike Tannenbaum. Give you an example, Jay. He gave him positive reinforcement. Took all the blame and said, "These guys, like I need to do better by these guys." Key gave took the blame and then gave them the stick, not the carrot. Meaning, but, but, you, listen, if you can't get the, any one of these guys who can't get the job done, I can find but, but a Max, replacement. I, I would be remiss if I didn't think during this whole interview with Michael K that Robert Sala didn't take any accountability for what happened. We just played a clip. Yeah. You're reacting off a That's clip. That's why you can't we give them that clip. That's why you don't give them that clip. You, because they're not going to pay attention to anything okay, else. Okay, well, I got a question. What, what does that accomplish if you're Robert Sala? Like, it, like, you feel better for two seconds and like you're being besieged and you're... <laughs> I, I, it, it, it comes oh, oh, no, I'm getting punched from left and right over here. I don't think it accomplishes anything, but at the end of the day, sometimes, guys, you do want to fight back. Right. There is something inside you that wants yeah. to fight back. And, and, and not everybody's well. going to be right. Parcellian. Right. Not everybody's going to be like Bill Belichick. But people are going to do it their way, and that's okay. I agree with you. You have to Give win. Give an example they where that winning, way works in the Grant, NFL. If they start winning, people are going to see, I told you, that kind of Robert Sala, that fight back, we liked it the whole time. I'm telling you, that would happen. They ain't going to start winning. That's I was just going to say, Jay, safe. Jay say all, all I'm going to do is say he's been here for a year and a half, okay, or whatever, a year in a game or whatever you want to call it, 18, 19 games. I ain't seen no fight, dog. I ain't seen no fight. It doesn't take, it doesn't take that what, long, as Mike would know. So, it doesn't take that long to see fight. So why won't you say he's not the guy for the job? Because when I asked you, you said you don't know. No, I, I didn't say I don't know. I said it's 18, 19 games. So, and what Mike said is it's, it's early. No, it's Giddy. It's getting late, late, late early. It's getting late no, early. No, 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 no. I'm not asking Mike. I'm asking Keyshawn Johnson. Why'd your voice go up Because like I'm getting passionate. So many cats. Directly, not to say still, late is early. Still, you're still, saying you have not seen any fight in a year no, and a half. No. So you're saying he's not the guy for the job. I don't, I don't know that he's not. I don't oh, see, know that. what. I don't know that. I, I will. I will say this though. Wait, yeah, wait, guys. Can I, if I can advance the story, if we're sitting here next week, where I'm good for like 22 minutes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if they lose to the Cleveland Browns this week, who are playing their backup quarterback in Jacoby Brissett, because as Key said earlier, they lost their best player. So if you want to give the Jets a benefit of the doubt, you can say that. Hey, our future is about Zach Wilson. He's out. He's young. He's dynamic. If they lose to the Browns and they're going into Cleveland. Now, all of a sudden, like, well, wait a second. You just lost to a team with a backup quarterback. Like, what's his 
They're if you're a way, way better team than the Jets. But, but the Cleveland why? Browns are a way to better be fair. Salah is four and fourteen in his first eighteen games, and by Jet standards, you know, like a black coach, one year it's dog years. It's really seven years. A white coach can lose seven games, and it's like a black coach losing a single game, right? Uh, the same thing with the Jets. Four and eighteen for the Jets. It's like a five hundred record for a normal franchise. Like you went to an AFC Championship, guys, with the Jets. That's like you won three Super Bowls with a normal uh, franchise. And, and look, it's and everybody, hard to win and with the Jets. You're, and you're right, Jay. Everybody's not Belichick and Parcells and Pete Carroll and Mike Tomlin and Tony Dungy and some of these other coaches. That's true. But coaches that can coach, players respond to, and they fight. Actually. I think he makes a really interesting point. Tony Dungy, Hall of Fame coach, started off 0-5. Yeah. But, but everyone that was there had respect for him, knew he had the answers to test, felt like they were getting better. And even though they were 0-5, they were doing this. I don't think you could point to anything that Robert Sala has done to say, like, hey, things are going in the right direction. Except if Zach will – like, if the Jets won four games this year and Zach Wilson looked like a Pro Bowl quarterback – it's good. The fact that he's gotten hurt magnifies his record. And again, like why I think this week's important is Jacoby Brissett is the backup quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. So it sort of it takes that excuse away. And when I watched that game on Sunday, the Ravens were missing a lot of good players, but they were by far the better football team. John, Man, Har- John Harbaugh teams compete every week, every year, like Mike Tomlin teams. These are the great coaches. You know, I don't hear medic, them talking about they're Max, taking receipts you know, on the media. For me? I yeah, like I just got, you just got jumped in the jumped. corner. It's got jumped. You just, ju- you just you can't got defend, jumped. You can't defend somebody it's... that's not. I'm just telling you. Jay comes out, but he still got the cap, though. They jumped him for the Yankees cap, but he still so, comes out with I the still cap. Still got it on. Still holding the cap. How does Nathaniel Hackett take the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands? How does he do that in his return to Seattle? Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Russell Wilson, the Broncos come in here and come up a point short. Not a happier man right now in America than Pete Carroll. Now what Russell had in mind and what Geno Smith, I'm sure, was dreaming about. Geno sidesteps it. Geno keeps moving. Geno throws. Wide open. Gibson. 20, 15, 10, 5. Touchdown. Seahawks. Keyshawn, J. Willemax on ESPN Radio. You can carry us with you anywhere live on the ESPN app. Mike Salk, host of Brock and Salk on 
Sports 7, 10 a.m. in Seattle is with us now. Mike, before we get to anything, it's fourth and five. The game is on the line. Coach takes the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands and kicks a 64-yard field goal. What was what were people thinking up there as they were watching this unfold? I mean, I was laughing, I'll tell you that much. Uh, the idea that you would mortgage your future, give all those draft picks, players, money, et cetera, for Russell Wilson and then take the ball out of his hands in the biggest moment of the game, there have been, what, two kicks in history of that length that have gone through the uprights? And how many you know franchise quarterbacks have – converted fourth and five over the years it's ridiculous and and i'll tell you max it comes from ceding power to your players right we've heard that in denver russ is in charge and nathaniel hackett reports to him etc and if you're going to give the power to your players and your kicker says hey i can kick a 64 yarder at the beginning of the game and you listen to him and fail to use critical thought I guess you get what's coming to you. But, of course, Key, it's the kicker. You can't go against the kicker. <laughs> Who cares about the quarterback? The kicker says he can make it. Yeah, Mike, Mike you know, <laughs> looking at that game last night and, and, and kind of just watching the situation, I felt like Denver got away from their initial plan, which is play defense, run the football, and allow Russell Wilson to make a handful of throws here and there and get out there, get out with a W. Instead, it's almost like, they got afraid in the moment of truth to let Russell Wilson let Russell Wilson be Russell at a critical time. Instead, they elected to kick a field goal, which I'm, I'm sure you guys were extremely ecstatic about it <laughs> to just begin is Ru- with. Is Russell still Russell? When you say let Russell Wilson be Russell Wilson, how many yards did he rush for last night? Two? Oh, you bottled him one up. Carry yeah, they bottled him for up. two yards. That's it. But yeah. but hold on. Last year, Russ rushed for only 13 yards per game. Lowest of his career, even lower than the year where he hurt his leg and played through it. So are you sure that let Russ be Russ still involves Russ running all around and making people miss and running down the field? They paid a lot of money for a new franchise quarterback who has always been a good passer, a very good passer, but made elite because of his legs. Are you sure those legs are still there? No, I'm not now that you said it. Damn, I'm not I'm not point. sure she knows that his legs look pretty good. Legs are still there. Is that a reason that Pete decided and I and I tell is and you too, Mike, you've been around here for a long time covering the Seattle Seahawks and up in the Pacific Northwest that early Russell Wilson, early, when they were playing perennial playoffs, fighting for the Super Bowls, doing those sort of things, that it was about the defense running the football and Russ make a few plays here and there. Is that the reason that they looked at Geno Smith and said, you know what, we can get rid of Russell on top of everything else and we can just go with a simple quarterback and do what we did in early Russell years? Yeah, I think they're going to want to try. I don't know whether they have the Legion of Boom version 2 here just yet. I mean, they've got some nice players on defense, but it's nothing like the, the group of legends and Hall of Famers that they acquired and, and during that time. So, you know, I don't know whether that strategy is going to take them to a Super Bowl with Geno Smith, but I think you're right on in terms of what their philosophy is on winning. And I know Pete Carroll gets a lot of grief for it nationally, and a lot of really smart people say that he's outdated but Pete doesn't really care. He says that this has been a formula that's worked for me forever. If we can run the ball, play defense, and not force my quarterback to do too much, 
he, he believes, and look, I know you know Pete pretty well, right? When, when Russ started cooking a couple of years ago and they were throwing the ball all over the yard, I don't think it was an accident or a coincidence that the defense all of a sudden started giving up a historic number of yards themselves. Mm-hmm. Pete ended up pulling back on the reins after Russell had a couple of bad games and threw some picks. And guess what? The defense magically improved at the same time. Pete sees the whole game, not just what the offense is doing. He didn't say, uh, hey, I'm keeping receipts on the media. And we're... Oh, Sorry, that's something solid. Go, go ahead, Jay. <laughs> Mike Salk, host, host of Brock and Salk on Sports 710 AM in Seattle. Joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Mike, leading up to the game, how would you describe the, just Seattle's overall feelings towards Russ? Well, hopefully you could hear the boos on, on TV. I mean, I, I was in the building last night. That's as loud as it's been here in a long time. And look, Seattle is not New York, Boston, Philadelphia, Detroit. This is not a a city that is known for booing. This is more of a PG, PG PG-13 city, not a rated R city. Um, And when I heard the fans last night, they were not PG. And I thought the Seahawks organization played into it. Look, they had Richard Sherman and Marshawn Lynch and K.J. Wright and Cliff Averill all on the field before the game, and they showed them, and the fans cheered, et cetera. And then they showed video of Russ running around, and they showed people with their Boo Russ signs, and they showed people booing, and I don't think that that was an accident. They were trying to send a very clear message. On one hand, these are legends that you love, and on the other hand, here's a guy that you used to love that is now wearing blue and orange. But, Mike, I I guess for a guy that took them to the Super Bowl twice, they won one. He's a Super Bowl champion, everything he's done in the community. Why not at least praise him at first and then boo him when the game starts? But you've seen organizations. I think it's the other way around. I think you boo him now, and when he comes back to be inducted into their ring of honor, Russ will be cheered, and all of those accomplishments will be acknowledged. And, by the way, they were at the end of last year as well. I mean, this was not – an impossible situation, right? We, this was not unforeseen. Russ had his victory lap. He went around the, the, the field for a last time. He received cheers. Smart fans knew what was going on and that this was a possibility. You know, I think the way that things went down necessitated this reaction. The yeah. fact that he wanted out, the fact that he wanted control, that the Seahawks were unwilling to give him, the fact that he seemed to suggest that Pete Carroll and John Schneider were not doing their jobs as well as he expected them to, you know, Russ, Russ essentially said, I want out of here. And I think the fans have every right to react to that. Wow. I, I, it's fascinating to me, Mike, that I didn't, I didn't even notice that they had, I knew Richard was there, but I didn't realize KJ and, and the rest of the crew and Lynch and those dudes were there. Mm. Wow. So they were all there on the field and they were showing all of them. KJ ended up, uh, first of all, KJ is the best. And he ended up, uh, raising the 12th man flag at the beginning and getting everybody psyched up in his first game since retiring. Yeah, no, they, they made it very clear who the legends were and who the fans were supposed to love and who the fans were not. Well, I don't think Her Majesty the Queen would have uh, approved of booing Russell Wilson. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm Love sure of you. it. Thank you very much, Mike Salk, host of Brock and Salk on Man, Sports 710 AM. What? I'm just saying. He likes in the Seattle. Royal Thanks, family. Mike. The monarch. See you guys. All right, Mike. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't think she would have approved. See, that's why. He likes the royal family. Why don't people take their cues from Her Majesty the late Majesty the I Queen, he, yeah. who never would have booed Russ Russell Wilson. Russ is never coming on our show.
Cowboys uh, Vice President Stephen Jones said the Cowboys are, quote, evaluating all options. Do those options include Colin Kaepernick? I would like to ask Jerry Jones. That's following Dak Prescott's injury. Are the Cowboys already done after one game of the season? That's not like them. Usually they get your hopes up, and then they disappoint later in the season. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So Russ got booed last night in his game back to Seattle as a Denver Bronco. And Keith, I, I look at it like this. So it's like a breakup. You ever break up with uh, you know, an ex back in the day? The way you break up matters. If you break up on amicable terms, you're cool when you see each other. If you break up on bad terms, you've got nothing good to say. You don't want to really talk about them. It's, it's going to be met with some kind of animosity. And I felt like that last night, even though Russ won a Super Bowl, he was met with some animosity with the way things went down. Yeah. I'm okay with it. He, they, they're supposed to boo him, though. They're supposed to boo him and keep booing him and boo him till they can't boo him anymore. When he finally gets his ring of honor in 30 years there after his retirement, then you can cheer him 30 years from now. 30, because it's going to be 30. Are you okay with that, Max? Like, do you think he should have been booed or applauded maybe at the I beginning and looked, then booed? As you know, Jay, I look for guidance in these situations, social cues from the Royals. And I don't think the Queen would have approved. I've said this before. And I think that uh, many people, some people <laughs> would rather stop? prefer the company of, of, of the Royals and these kinds of people to the common fan, Jay, who would be so coarse as to boo. Will you stop, though, man? Russell Wilson has a, an affection for the royal family okay. and the queen. That's, that's why he tweeted his sadness uh, of her passing. Leave the dude alone. Yes, that's right. Jay just showed. So, like, he'd throw a touchdown and they go. <laughs> the baby clap. But I, think, <laughs> but I think, though, man, <laughs> booing is all part of it. I, I, you're supposed to boo it. You, and, and, I, and like Mike was talking about that was on with us a minute ago, it was set up for the Seahawks. Remember, I told you yesterday at the end of the show that Pete Carroll had told the yeah. fan base, let's go. Let's boo him from beginning to end. And when Mike Salk came up, I, I didn't know that Richard Sherman, all those I, guys I were know, down I knew on Richard, the field. I knew Richard Sherman was there, but I didn't know that everybody else, K.J. Wright and those guys well, were all there. I had no really idea. really a message saying 1, the fans 000%. see what was going on? 
that the heart and soul of the team was the defense. But also – That that's what won, that that's who they loved, that yeah, that's who they moved on say, from. I was about to say, in all honesty, though, Max, that says more about the way that they felt about all Marshawn Lynch and everybody – and not as much as they felt about Russ. That, that that team won those Super Bowls, went to those Super Bowls because of the defense and the running game. But I gotta Let's say, be honest. but I do think that Russell Wilson played an extremely high level as his career went on. I think he's become a touch underrated by hardcore football people. He has a great deep ball. He extends plays. There's a lot of people he, that got great guys, deep balls. Do you guys think that the a Seahawks, bunch of them? Yeah, you guys think the Seahawks fans will boo Bobby Wagner when he comes back? No, they'll right? cheer. They'll cheer they'll Bobby cheer Wagner. Hmm. Yeah, easy they'll to love him. the tough defensive. Yeah, guy. it's a different. I hear, he, it's again, a, the defense. But they also won with those guys. I understand. They don't respect That's Russell Wilson's winning. Here's a rhetorical. Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Dak Prescott, this is one of the best players in the league. Got hit into the like, helmet or the hand of Shaq Barrett. He's out of the game. And all of a sudden, now you're going to take him away? Yes, he has an injury above his joint and his thumb up here. And I wouldn't give up a second or a third round pick for someone like Jimmy G or Tyler Huntley because I think right now it's really hard for them to control the line of scrimmage. Or, on the other hand, you don't forget. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Yelling and the screaming, it's a tad bit late. Oh, yeah. Keyshawn J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career you'll love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits, and one of the country's top workplaces. Come join their growing team. Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Guys, uh, Cowboys Vice President, President Stephen Jones. How do you get a job like that to be Cowboys Vice President? Boy, he must have beat out a ton of competition. 
to get that job, Key, Stephen well, Jones. Max is all one today, Key. This what? Dude. Stephen Jones, listen, a lot of people would love to be the Cowboys vice president. Stephen Jones is the guy who got the job. I could just imagine the long road it was in his life from humble beginnings to Cowboys vice president for Stephen Jones. See, I don't have a problem with that, though. I don't have nothing like, a problem no, with no, it. But I, you know, but, but, but beat reason, out a lot of competition. There's an the open reason, competition. The reason I'm okay with the Jones family structure. Because they're pretty good. Because they all played football. Uh. They all play football, and they all came up through the scraps and the hard work of their dad. I'm okay with that. Right. See, I know a little more, you know, intimate they, details. Yeah, you played they, there. They yeah, paid so dues. You played there. You they they kind of paid their Well, and by the dues. way, it shows up. They're solid general managers. They're not the best general manager, they but they're solid. They wasn't in the front yeah. office many, many years ago when they first took over. They right. was playing ball and scrapping, and then eventually when it didn't work out, in football, they eased their way in and did some. So I'm okay with that. They learned the scouting roles. They they actually did grow up in football. Mm. Where some of these owners, they you know, yeah. my granddad to my dad, then my dad to me. But at least different. at least those other owners are hiring a lot of black coaches, so it evens out. Oh, they're not. Oh, sorry. I, I, thought, I thought minorities. Minorities. Well, minority coaches. Minority coaches. Yeah. Continue to say black. Well, except that. If 75% of the league is African-American, we're not just talking about, quote-unquote, minorities. We're talking about African-American. Well, when you say hiring, practicing, though, you want to say minorities, Max, because Robert Sala is not African-American and That's, neither is Listen, that Ron is Revere. true. I just want to get technical. Yes, That's all. yes, that is true. That is true. That, that is true. Glad you guys worked that out. Yeah, That's I just true. wanted to work it out before he makes another mention of the queen. It's Max. St- Stephen Jones, Cowboys executive vice president. EVP. On 105.3 The Fan. <laughs> KNC <laughs> masterpiece. Ready? What's the plan at quarterback going forward? I mean, obviously, it's early on a Monday, and uh, certainly we'll be uh, uh, evaluating all uh, all options. And uh, uh, but uh, certainly, Cooper stepped in and did a great job for us last year when when Doc was uh, had to sit out a game, and uh, you know he knows the system. Will Greer knows the system, and. Uh, we've just got to go out and execute and and play well. And uh, certainly we didn't do it to, uh, to a standard that we need to do it to. So he says nothing pretty much. Well, except that, you know what, in light of what Seattle just did and what he predicted they would do, he predicted it would be a 10-win team that Geno Smith was good. Don't forget. They already won one game. They wanted Drew Locke in that trade. And Geno Smith beat him out, right? Well, they wanted Drew Locke. They need a big – you have to have a backup. Mm-hmm. Right, but, okay, that's what I mean. Yeah. Let's talk about backup. He was never. He was never. In all honesty, he was never going to beat out Geno Smith. Why isn't Geno Smith the backup? Like you know, because why he never was going to beat him out. No, no. In Dallas, oh, Dallas he, doesn't have a real backup that can hold it down because they misjudge. As Jay said yesterday, negligence on the quarterback position. I wouldn't say the entire roster. I would say the quarterback position. Second most important job in the building, right behind the quarterback. Yeah, yeah, backup you, well, quarterback. You, you could say that and get away with that for sure. I, I would Good say, put it. I, just, I would say it. though that that part they dropped the ball on because you have to, at a premium, find a backup quarterback because no court, not no, but very few quarterbacks in the National Football League go from beginning to end, from week one to week eighteen. Very few, right? Kyler Murray's gonna get hurt. It's just it did. Matthew Inevitable. Stafford's going to get a yeah. shoulder. Inevitable. Now you got 17 games. If the quarterback it's, is your 15, that's basically a full season. It just becomes a bad look when you see the other backup quarterbacks in the division that are pretty strong in case one of those primary options go down. And the key thing is, key, like, in the division, it, it's, it feels like they're trapped. 
They'd be like, what, what moves realistically can they make? Even to the point where terrific Tom Brady was vacationing earlier in the spring retirement, the whole deal, and they felt good saying that the guy that they had, we can go forward with him as a starter. He now becomes Tom Brady's backup. I think it's Mike Glennon or whoever. I don't know exactly. Is Glennon in Tampa right Somebody, now? one of them dudes, one of them tall, long No one knows guys. the backup until the oh, starter uh, goes Blaine up. Gabbert. Yeah, Blaine Gabbert. Blaine, right, yeah. Blaine Gabbert. An experienced guy who has started if, NFL if games. If the Cowboys had Blaine Gabbert, we'd, I'd be like, okay, he can hold it together. For half a dozen games. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But, Jay, I, thought you, I think it's such a great point that you make about the division. Look at the other backups. Forget about the around the NFL. Minshew and Philly. I mean, Minshew is a decent starter. He's the, the backup. Win in his Heineke career. is a decent starter. Playoff He's win. The ba- with play, they got oh, yeah. play no, on the no, resume. No, 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 and Tyrod Taylor in a parallel yeah. universe is someone's franchise quarterback. Yeah, and he could wind up starting for the Giants at some point this year. Right. Problem. Yeah, good chance he will. That's the problem with with Dallas. So what do you? What do you? I don't do? know what they. You're just what? you're stuck with Cooper Rush. That's what you do. I don't know why they, they went that route. Who dude. knows? I don't. I don't. Maybe they really like Cooper Rush. Will Greer. You see, look. When we say Geno Smith, he's like, I'm telling you. When we say Cooper Rush, he goes, Ah. I'm like, that make okay. Yeah, but Cooper Rush just the name. Doesn't work for me. <laughs> the name alone. <laughs> you know what Cooper Rush. Yeah, yo, listen, uh. listen, Jay, when I shot the free throw before, and, and I'm wearing the jeans, and you see someone had video, and, and Key says to you off on the side, he goes, the jeans alone, Jay. The don't jeans look right. alone. Don't look right. It just don't look, look right. right. Right? The I name mean, alone. And, and oh, God, so that's I think so good. When you, when you are Stephen Jones in, in, in the company of the front office trying to find a quarterback, there aren't very many guys. There, there's nobody out there. Like you said, well, he can, they could just go take trade for a quarterback. Well, let's get hold on. Let's trade get past the name for a second because my father used to do this to me, Jay. I'd be like, I like some player coming up at the Yankee system, and he go, he hear the name, he goes, doesn't sound like a ball player. That's I'd be like, yeah, but dad, you got to watch it. But, but evaluate Cooper Rush. Let's put the name aside for a second. Not very good. Okay. Did you watch him the other night? Now look, he came in under duress. It was a whole deal. Blah, blah, blah. They all knew he was going to be throwing. I don't think that if he can get them to 500. Getting them to 500 is what I need my backup to do. If he's gone six to eight weeks, I need you to be three and three or or three and four, or somewhere where we're not out of it. I don't need to lose seven games before we get a win. By the way, I mean, your schedule is, I mean, it's not No, it's not murderous row at all. It's not that crazy. No, it's not murderous row at it all. It seems like manageable, like commanders, division, the original game, Giants, I mean, Lions, Bears, they got, they got winnable games in there but now. But see, if they, now, I agree. If you have three divisional games, you should win one just because it's a divisional game. You should, Lions, Bears, you need to win one. That's two wins right problem, there. The problem, though, is they have the worst quarterback in the division. And when you have the worst quarterback in the division, you're probably not going to win the divisional Actually, games. they have, when you say the worst quarterback in the division, you mean including the backups. Everyone else's backup is better, better than your starter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let alone the starter. Yeah. Yeah, it's not good. If you got eight, you if you that. got seven quarterbacks in a division and you got number seven, that's not good. He said it's not good with the smile on your face as a resident Giant fan. I like it. Damn right, Jay. Was Robert Sala out of bounds? Come up. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2.